All right, welcome everybody. We um we have Marjorie Adams, our, one of our amazing level three real estate agent coaches, and um, she is going to be teaching how to cater to your team and increase your productivity. And uh, before we get started, I did want to share a fun fact about Marjorie is uh, she is a huge Star Wars and Harry Potter advocate. So if you have any questions related to that, you ask her. I'm sure she knows the answer. And um, also, if you have any questions, please type them in the chat box and we will get to them throughout the, the course. All right, Marjorie, take it away. Thank you so much. So welcome, everybody. So I'll just give a brief intro to you. So my name is Marjorie Adam. Um, I'm a realtor coach. I joined the Corps in 2009. I became a coach in 2014. Uh, I'm in Charlottesville, Virginia, which is a little town in Virginia, about two hours from D.C. Um, I have a team of four people, which is including me. So I have three people in me, um, and two of them are licensed, one isn't. So two are showing agents that do other tasks for me as well, many other things. And then one is Brittany, who is full-time contract close. One is Jacques, my brother, who also does marketing. And one is Bethany, who keeps me sane and helps me with listings and lead management. So really lean and mean, which I love. Um, and I think it's a great topic for me to be able to share team culture with you because it's been super important to us and something I think we have really, really worked really hard on. So let's start with whew, 2020. So I'm actually at my office today. My office is still closed. It has been closed since March 11th. I know that because my um, phone log in the office shows March 11th. So that was the last time a call was logged into this office while we were here. So I can sum up my year saying that <laughs> I have lived on Cheetos, Puffs, and Lucky Charms. So I'm not a drinker, so it has not been any alcohol that has gotten me through, but um, I've eaten so many Cheetos puffs that it became my pinata for my birthday that Brittany made for me. And yes, it was filled with Cheetos puffs. So um, it has been quite a year. We've all again worked remotely. Um, my brother, who works with me, also had an accident where he fell and broke his kneecap in three pieces. So 10 weeks of recovery. So he's been out. So it's been quite the year. So Obviously not a typical year for us. I can't imagine it's been a typical year for you. Um, the virus here certainly did shut us down in terms of working. We've worked remotely, done a lot of Zoom meetings. Um, it's been completely different for us this year. So for some of you that are listening, it's been fairly normal. Your teams may have worked from the office, may never have left the office, um, you know, and your life was pretty normal in terms of appointments and everything. Ours isn't. We haven't gone to a closing since March, so I go to all the closings. So it's been pretty crazy for us adjusting to this year. And then obviously, you know, virtual summits and everything else. So something we're all still adjusting to. So kind of going from there, most of you, or most of us, I should say, have had a really, really busy year, right? So albeit virus and everything else going on, we have had incredible years, many people. So your team super tired. You are tired. You have worked a lot of hours. So I feel like this topic of how to cater to your team and increase productivity is really timely. Um, but I want you to really pay attention to that title and just how to cater to your team and then increase productivity. So I think this is key because you have to first pour into these team members and show them that you care about them, right? for them to then be a productive team. I mean, that may sound super simple, but to me it's not, right? Um, a lot of times our teams are overworked and they're overtired and they're underappreciated. And look, some of them ready to quit. They work too long hours 
and we suddenly kind of key in and go, oh, my gosh, like, wow, you know, hey, I'm going to get you a pizza, and I love you, and here's a little kiss kiss, and, you know, get back to work, right? We kind of think, oh, I better do something now for them because they are really burning out. And so a key phrase I want you to think about in this is that attitude reflects leadership, right? So what you are getting from your team is generally what you're giving. So you need to be clear on expectations of them, right? And, but your actions speak louder than your words. So how are you treating them? So really, if we think about in this culture, what is your culture? How is your culture, right? And so I think that to me is one of the most important things. I think that um, I can tell you that honestly, my business continues to grow directly due to the quality of my team members, period. I think the support of the team members and everything they do, not only for me, but for our clients, makes all the difference. And I can tell you it's because I take better care of them. Um, I'm improving as a leader. I'm by no means perfect. <laughs> I have a lot of work to do. But I do better, and they do better, and they take care of our clients. So the more love and appreciation that I show to them, um, the more that they return that to our clients. So I will tell you there are a lot of people that I, I know that treat their team members like they're replaceable assets, right? That, I, look, I can just get a body in here. This is their top three jobs. This is what they do, and they've got to fit a role, and I'm not really going to invest in them, but if it doesn't work, I'll put someone else in here. And I think many people have found out you will have team members who will work for that paycheck, but they will leave you at first sign of two extra dollars somewhere else. Um, and that's a huge mistake, right? I think that the people that are doing the best have the teams, right, that are the most supportive and that take the best care of the clients, and therefore you. My life is better because I've taken care of my team. So for the realtors, a couple mistakes. One is we take too long to hire, right? So we wait and we wait, and we're overworked, and we're exhausted. Client experience is terrible, right? Our spouses are ready to divorce us. And then we think, ooh, I better hire, right? So we're desperate now. And so we find a living, breathing person who can answer an ad, and we settle, and we hire, right? And then we don't take the time to train them. And then we think, well, this is a terrible idea. See, I told you hiring is bad, right? It just doesn't work. I'm not good at it, whatever it may be. The person leaves. And then they said, well, it was a terrible employee. Right, that person was a terrible employee. It just didn't work, right? So I've hired this terrible employee. I didn't have time to train them. I'm still overworked. And then the cycle continues, right? So it's like now we have too much to do. We work too many hours. We hire the wrong person. We throw stuff at them. We're very good at that. And then they quit. So rinse and repeat. We get in this cycle, right? And so that's the first thing is to kind of really pay more attention to it's time to hire, what the process is, and understanding, yes, it's a lot of work. But it's necessary, and it just makes things so much better in the end. And then I want you to think about this as well as we're going to get into catering. So if we really think about catering, so we, we teach you the core catering and taking care of your clients and your VIPs and everything, and I think people start adopting that. And as team leaders, we say, okay, we're going to start a birthday program. We're going to start a gifting program. We're going to take really great care of our clients. We're going to take excellent care of our VIPs. And then we don't do it for our teams. So we literally get to the point that we hire someone, and that person's job is to do our gifting and our birthday cards and our events and all of these things. But we do nothing or not enough to spoil our teams, right, and to celebrate our teams 
who literally make our lives better, who give us the support to take care of our clients, right? So we treat our team members like we don't have time for them, and then we're generous to clients, right? Or we expect them to be generous to clients when we're not treating the same way. So I do want you all just to take a second and think about that. Um, are you treating your team members as well or better than your best VIPs or your top clients? Are you? Are you showing them that? So for most people right now, especially as busy you are, the answer is no. So let's get into this catering to our team. I'm big on anything we ever teach at the core that we start at the beginning, right? So we set up a process that we can follow and continue moving forward. So we start at the beginning. We're going to act like you're not really doing anything now to cater to them. So let's be clear what catering to them is. So to start, it means you're showing your team member appreciation in a way that they feel appreciated, not you, but they feel appreciated. So not just doing what you want, right? So like what you have or how you feel appreciated. So I can tell you that it sounds simple, but it was a pretty duh moment for me when many times over the years, I would give team members bonuses, right? In the form of money. I thought, well, gosh, I mean, how better can I show anyone that I appreciate them by a bonus, right? I gave them money. Come on. Like, that's clear. Well, um, while everyone needs money, right, and I'm sure everyone likes money, um, this is not necessarily how they feel appreciated, right? So this may seem weird to you, but I have a team member, Brittany, and how she feels appreciated is she likes to know that she's my favorite. <laughs> so really, she wants to hear that she's my favorite and they're all my favorite. But this is, she needs those words of affirmation. She needs to hear what a great job she's doing because that really makes her feel appreciated. She has a post-it on her desk that said, that I wrote, you're my favorite. Now, they all know everyone's my favorite. But that is how she feels appreciated, right? So we tend to show appreciation how we like to receive appreciation. So if we like gifting, if we really love gifting, we tend to be someone who gives gifts, and that's how we show appreciation. If money is important, it tends to be that you bonus with money, right? And then, unfortunately, there's some people, which I also fall in the guilty realm of, of I'm a high D. So I'm a high D, I'm a high I. As a high D, I really like to get to work. So I want to come into work, and, yes, we got, i got to slow down for the team meeting and say, how's everyone doing, and did you have a nice weekend, when really I'm kind of like, where are we on this, right? Like, I am, let's go, let's go. So high Ds, you have to really make sure that when you're showing appreciation and you do things to cater to your team that you really mean it because it's harder for us. So first thing I need you all to do. So you need to have your team members read the love language book or they need to take a love language test. So that's super important because that's how you know how they feel appreciation. Now, I know some people are like the love languages. That's for me and my spouse. Yes, but it is also for team members. So um, first have them take this test or read this book. Then this idea totally from the core, and I think I saw one on Kendra's desk, if you put a frame on each of your team members' desks, you have a frame, and then in that frame you put their disc profile, also super important for you to know, so how they communicate, their love language, and their preferred communication style, right? So if I, as the team leader, walk up to, let's say, Brittany's desk, she's a DI as well, so she likes things a little more quickly like I do, but also she needs that appreciation and she, the words of affirmation. Right, so once again, don't try to hand her a gift certificate and just toss something at her. I need to take a moment and show her that appreciation. So 
this reminder on that desk is not only good for you, but it's great for your team members as well. So when they're communicating with each other, they can remember, oh, yes, I need to give a good attaboy. Or, you know, they did a great job. You know, maybe Marjorie should give them a gift certificate. So they're able to communicate with that. So your team members are catered to because they know you're paying attention to this, right? So we're going to build from here. And so I'm going to give you some more ideas on catering to your team. Now, please implement one and then implement another one and then implement another one, right? So nothing worse. You get off the call and you're like your RP1 or whoever you're going to hand this to, you're going to be like, here's the next 82 things we're going to do for our team. And you don't do any of them. So um, we're going to start small, okay? So we're going to implement on love language first as well. But let's talk food, which is awesome. I'm like an eight-year-old boy with food. I love food. So when you're in the office, especially, you got to have food. We've talked about this for a long time. I'm still surprised a lot of people haven't done this. So if you have an office that has a fridge, that's a community fridge, that can work. I prefer a small fridge. We bought a small fridge and put it in our office, and we stock it with favorite breakfast, lunch items, snack items, favorite sodas. we got a curd machine. Um, we have tea for people that like tea, soda, everything. So when they come into the office, they make a coffee, they make a tea, they grab a snack, and they can get to work. And it's very easy. So you set up a recurring grocery order, or you can order it to be delivered to your office. And we did an order every two weeks. We're all home now, so we haven't done an order for a while here. Um, but that is something that we did regularly. So there was always food in the office, and it made it very easy. No one had to go run errands and make that happen. So sticking with the food theme, good theme, um, if you're working remotely like we are, that doesn't mean there's still nothing you can do. So obviously I haven't filled the fridge with food since March, um, but you can order food for team members to be delivered to their homes. You can personally drop off food with team members. You can still have socially distanced cocktails or lunches. We do socially distanced cocktails um, sitting outside my brother's house. Broken knee, he doesn't really go anywhere, but we can sit outside. We can have a meeting. We can eat. We can have something to drink. We've done birthday parties that way since we've been remote, but um, being in front of each other but still separated. Um, you can say it's pizza night Thursday and send pizza to their house, um, but you definitely need to be thinking about just because your situation like mine might have changed. That doesn't mean we stop catering to them in that way. Um, and something to touch on with this. In our current environment, so I don't care where you are, you may still be in the office or not, but right now I think the best way you can show a team member that you care is making sure you're helping that team member if they have kids that have to deal with virtual school. So I have two kids. Now, mine are a little easier and harder. One's a senior in college and one's a senior in high school, so it's awful in both cases. But they're not little kids, right? I don't have to manage their breakfast and then make sure they get on the Zoom call. They're basically adults, but it's still really hard to do that, all of us from home. If they have little kids, it's really difficult. And they have to manage getting them fed and making sure they get on their classes. And it's really not easy to learn virtually when you're a kid. So you need to talk to your team members and find out what their day looks like. And do they need to start earlier? Do they need to work later? Do they need to have a break for breakfast? Do they need to have a break at lunch? Do they need to have a team meeting that makes more sense? If we're trying to crush something at 830 and their house is chaos at 830, I appreciate this is your team and I appreciate you're the boss, but it also has to still work for everybody. So we've made some adjustments to the start of our team meetings. We've made some adjustments to some hours for people that have to be with their kids. So it's something you all need to really think about. 
it's probably a little late. It's time to have done that actually a month or two ago, but if you haven't, please do it now. Because if you have not done it yet, um, it's just going to continue to be frustrating for all of you. So making that concession or adjustment when necessary, especially when you've got an amazing team member that's dealing with something like that right now. And then I'm going to get into a couple things and then want to see if you guys have any questions. So if you do, please type them into chat. I'm going to talk about some individual gifting and then want to see how I can help with you guys with anything you're struggling with this that we've talked about so far. So individual gifting. So important. It's not one size fits all. That does not mean you can't. I've done plenty of actually little bonuses this year um, that I gave everyone little bonuses, and I've done some individual gifting that way. Now I'm doing um, individual gifting where I kind of pretended that there was this contest, and if you could spend $2,000, where would you spend it? And Brittany wants um, some vacation. Bethany wants a Peloton, and Jock wants speakers for his home theater. So that's what I'm doing for them. So I wanted to customize something that they would find important rather than me just all picking something for them. So first, you need to have an all about you form on all of your team members, right? We do it on our clients, yet we forget to do it for our team members. So you need to have that all about you form so when it's time to gift them, you know what to get them. Plus, we refer back to the love language as well, right? So as a team before COVID, so it's changed a little since COVID, uh, for birthdays, it was always each team member had the choice of their restaurant that we would all go to. I gifted them based on their favorite things as well as they're all about you. We always had a cake. We had a celebration. My team members actually decorated that person's office. They did that themselves. So I wasn't involved in the decorating, and they all gave each other gifts as well. So a birthday is a big deal. It is a big deal. And a hint, I don't know if any lenders are listening or you guys think about this with your VIPs, but um, I really think, think about the team members because I will tell you that I have some VIPs that gift my team members for their birthdays. And that means a ton to me because I get a lot of acknowledgement and boy, I appreciate it. I do like fun gifts. I got a lightsaber for my birthday this year. It was awesome. But I got a lot of acknowledgement on my birthday. But if you take care of me and you know I care about my team, then you're paying a lot of attention to how much it means to me and my team means to me if you gift my team members. So it's something I'm going to remember and shows that you're appreciating them and everything they do, too. So I would just tell you guys, again, lenders who are listening or realtors who have business partners, think about their team members, right? If you're working with a lender, what about their, you know, assistant or whatever? You want to be considerate and thinking of them as well. So just something to throw in there that I think is really important. Um, And another time to pay attention to team members. And I'm bad at this, so. One of the many things I'm not great at is their work anniversaries. So I'm horrible at it because, quite frankly, usually it's like, what day is this? What month are we in? It's just the same, right? It's a lot of work. We get so wrapped up in daily work and problems and everything else. But a work anniversary is a huge deal. Acknowledging a work anniversary is something that should be celebrated, right? So work anniversaries should have a big bunch of balloons or decorate the office or get them a cake, give them a gift, Show them some honor and some appreciation. Um, Go to lunch as a team or take that individual team member to lunch on their work anniversary to really acknowledge that, you know, you couldn't do it without them. And so they need to be celebrated. So let me stop for a second and see if any of you guys have any questions about what we talked about in terms of um, catering to the team, questions about individual gifting, questions about things you all are struggling with with food or anything that you've been facing during COVID. 
So I'm going to wait a second and see if anyone has anything. And if not, um, then we'll get into the next steps. Okay. No questions. Don't be shy because I know people are struggling with this. So I'll continue a little more and then I'll see if you guys have anything for the chat. So we've covered some things like the typical. Oh, okay, hold on. Hi, Jamie Paddock. I wish I could see you. So everyone is working remote. Any ideas on delivering things to their home? Yes. So we are all also, so all four of us in different houses, probably a good, you know, hour apart in some cases. So delivering to the homes, so some of the easy ones are certainly Amazon. <laughs> that we've been doing, like the Peloton is actually going to come from Peloton. But I think if you can deliver, if you can go stop by and even socially distance visit and drop some things off for them, I think that's wonderful as well. Um, but there are different companies that we've used, um, such as Amazon, Pizza Places for Pizza, um, some of the grocery stores, you can maybe drop delivery groceries to them if they are in an area that obviously they can get delivery. One of my people is not, so it's really personal delivery for her. Um, but I think there's a lot of fun ways. I'm going to do, I can't remember what the plant's called, but those little Christmas flowers that uh, a gardening supply place is going to deliver to everyone as well. Um, so different companies will do that, or you can also deliver, which would be great because then they can see you. And then B, how much do you think is appropriate to spend on each team member in a month? Ooh, that's an interesting one. So I will tell you, I haven't done it um, as monthly. So it's been a little bit more, uh, now I feel it's time, other than some meals and everything. Um, so I did three $500 bonuses throughout the year, and then I just did a $2,000 bonus, and then we're doing cocktail Fridays. Um, where we all come up with our own cocktail and everything, and then we're doing some lunches. So to me, I think it's less that I'm just saying per month what I'm going to do, because quite honestly, again, love language-wise, you know, so being one month you might do a pizza delivery one week, a really nice thank you note, and maybe if you can even do pedicures, a pedicure, right? So that wouldn't be that much per, per team member. Um, but it's something that... For us, it's also been, you know, gosh, this month was insane, and wow, they went so much more above and beyond. So we did a little bit more one month than another. So I hope that helped. Um, someone, ooh, Core Training asked, do you do any virtual team outings? Yes. Um, we are doing a lot of in our yard outings because we don't go to restaurants yet. Um, so we've been doing a lot of um, sitting at Jack's house more than anything, put up a tent, um, we've had some games. I mentioned Cocktail Fridays. We've done birthday parties in the yard. I did get my big Cheeto pinata. I was pretty excited about that. Um, so we've done some different things. We're not so open here that we've gone to any places together because, I mean, my mask is right here. It's only off just because I'm talking to you on the computer. But we haven't been in front of each other to really be able to do anything in person. Um, so that's really what we've been limited to. And then Tony, hi, Tony, um, one of my students, how do you use the Wheel of Fortune? Well, Rick, just talk to us about that. I'm going to be talking about the Wheel of Fortune and here in a little bit in terms of what to do for fun contests for the team. Um, but the Wheel of Fortune, so actually, Tony, I may wait because I'm about to get into the Wheel of Fortune. But the Wheel of Fortune Rick has come up with, which is basically a wheel of prizes. And Tony did great. I think it was either Tony or I think it was you that came up with it that we're all going to use that we can order. I'll ask him to send that into the core because it was really cool. Um, the Wheel of Fortune, 
what we tend to do is more for contests um, or referral based. So you spin the wheel for a prize um, in that base. So we're really just starting to use it. Rick thought of that and had told all of us, and we thought that was a really, really um, great idea to celebrate with them. But I'll talk about it a little more in a little bit here. And then, Judy, I have an ISA that just started. Do you treat them as a team member, too? Huh. So I, anyone that's, for me, anyone that's doing work, contract to close, anything team-wise, I personally would treat them as a team member. Um, I have, of course, all my, well, none of us are in the office, but generally I don't have anyone virtually. We're all in the office. I think if there is part of your team, um, yes, I would treat them as a team member. I'd remember their birthdays, anything that they're doing. In fact, the social media person that I have, we're going to be doing that as well. So I think that, yes, anyone who is, if they're talking to your clients or helping you with your clients or helping with the experience, then to me they should be gifted and they should be treated as a team member um, as part of that experience. Um, and then Ernest, hi Ernest, all oh, my students love that you guys are here. I've had a team for two years and really want to get better at our culture. What is our first step? So if you feel like your culture isn't necessarily set yet, um, it is really first doing the the test, right, to see kind of what their love language is. But then I would have a meeting with them, too, and say, okay, let's talk about our culture. Let's talk about our mission. Let's talk about our vision. Let's talk about our goals, because that's all part of that culture, too. What's most important to you? How can I help you all? And then we're going to be getting into some things we can do with them personally and financially that I think are important to show them you care. But really, it's that all about you. It's that understanding what's important to them so you can really implement that quickly. If I know you like personal notes and we have a great week next week, I want to write you a note so that I show you I'm paying attention. So that's kind of the first steps for me. Ooh, you guys have good questions. This is fun. I love doing this. All right. So I will come back to more questions here in a minute. And I wanted to get you through next steps from gifting, right, and the all about you and work anniversaries to kind of getting into the meat of some things. So. If we really want to show our teams that we care, it's not just with gifting, right? We can't just, here's a present, I care. Because once again, as we talked about, that might not be what's the most important to them. So we need to care about our team's financial futures, right? Rick talks about this all the time, and it, and it does matter. So we have to want to help them with goals outside of work. So our team does the core wheel of life goal setting every year. So just like the wheel of life um, and where we talk about, you know, the different boxes of our lives and we rate them and what we want to improve. We do that once a year with the team and we share that. They, of course, don't have to share what they don't want to. If they don't want to talk about love life or if they have a structure, you know, issue with their family, I don't require them to discuss it. So when they fill them out, I say, what are the top two things you want to work on? And they can get as personal or not personal as they want with the group. And then they can get more personal with me individually if they would prefer. Um, I make it an option for all of them to do a personal budget with me. So I have one team member not interested, does not want to discuss personal budget, one who wants to do more with the personal budget. So offer to go over their personal budgets. I think it's super important. Uh, we really, really want to show them, right, that here I coach students, right, like Tony is here and Ernest here, students of mine, I'm helping them with their personal budgets. I have to want to be able to help my team members with that as well and to understand how to pay off debt and what we need to save and how things can work and how we can cut expenses. So we need to offer that to those team members too. 
Um, another thing financially, Rick told us all this year to give each team member $300 for um, E-Trade, right, to put in the stock market. And I think that's a great idea to really help them learn how to invest. It is not something I specialize in at all. I realize I have not paid enough attention to my money, um, which Rick will kill me for, but it's totally true. Um, so, but thinking about how can we help them invest? How can we help them pay attention to their financial futures? How can we help them with savings? Also, um, all my team members have health insurance, um, and we are setting up, we have set up IRAs for them for retirement. And I really want to, to teach them um, Rick's weight, you know, Rick's things with money and saving 20% and how much they can save in the time that until they retire. So really paying attention to how can you help them financially in a way that they want to work with you with is key. So that's another thing to me that is showing them that I care. Um, and then let's also think personal goals. So I think sometimes we think, well, that's not for me to discuss because I'm at work. Um, but I disagree. So I think that personal goals are very important because they spend so much time at work. So what if they want to exercise more, which was one of all of our goals, um, was to exercise more. So I set up um, virtual training at this point. We used to go to the gym. So every Wednesday we do team workouts. The whole team would go, and we would work out with my trainer, AZ, and we have continued that virtually. So we do a once-a-week workout, and then AZ is happy to give additional workouts to team members and, and work with them individually. Um, we were making smoothies every morning in the office. However, I'm not so sure they were that healthy. They were purple, and we called them unicorn smoothies. I can tell you they were really delicious. I'm not so sure the health value. There was powder in it, so something was good there, but... I think we enjoyed them more than maybe the health benefit, unicorn smoothies, um, but they were awesome. So we would come in and make smoothies every morning. Um, so what, ha what if one of your team members um, wants to watch what they're eating, right? So you can help them do that by what you order into the office. Not boss them around. Don't obviously educate them on something that you don't know, but can we help them with some of the food that we order them for lunches or that we bring into the office? Maybe one of the things we get them is running shoes if they really, really want new running shoes, right, or um, whatever it may be, a DVD or whatever it is. Now, again, I wouldn't hear, oh, I want to lose weight. Great. Now I'm going to enroll you in this program. Not what I'm saying. But how can we help them and support them on that? What if they want to spend more time with their kids, right? So what if the goal is I need to spend more time, uninterrupted time with the kid, which, by the way, is most of my students, right? Half of what I coach you on is, Turn your phone off for two hours at night. When you go home, leave work behind, right? So when they go home, spend two hours with the kids. Always eat dinner with the kids. Put your phone in the car, whatever it is. We can help them. We cannot bother them, right, in the evening and during those hours if we're talking to them at night. So how can we help with that? Um, give them time off if they need to go to a baseball game, right, if they need to get to a doctor's appointment. Be supportive and help them with that. Um, so that we show them that, yes, we understand that their family is the most important. So if you're a core student, and you are, if you're here, you're level one, level two, level three, we coach you on these things. We help you with these things, all of them, right? So whether you want to be more fit, whether you want to have more time with your family, whether you need financial help, whether you need whatever you need, same thing. So whatever we're coaching you on, help them as well. Right? That is catering your team. That's showing them that you care well beyond just at work. So 
I will tell you an idea that I love that I got. This must have come maybe from Brit. I don't know if it was Brit or it was Kendra. Um, it came from the core, was having a culture committee. So I heard this, and it was a huge light bulb because it was like, that, that helps you remember all these things. So I have a team of four. So my culture committee will be one person helping with all the stuff that's on the team. So it can be an RP1. It can be an assistant, right? And you could have two team members. That makes it a little easier to remember these, but you don't need to have a major office for this to happen. So you could meet once a month. Um, they could help you with knowing team birthdays or anniversaries, special events, is someone having a baby, right? Is there something going on with the family? Um, do we need to plan baby showers? Is there someone who's graduating, right? Do we need to work on a wedding gift? Um, they can also work on community outreach, Save the Planet Week, volunteer days, right? So you can really meet with a team member and work on some budgeting for some of these culture things. Now, the question might be, what's the budget? The problem is, is your team two people or ten people? What is your P&L showing, right? Are you on a stricter budget? So we need to have a smaller budget for these things, which is fine. Or do you have a larger budget, larger team, and then the budget needs to be adjusted? So I can't just say X dollars because it's not, again, one size fits all. Um, but I want you to think this person helps take care of all of these things. But more importantly, this person can also help you with welcoming in someone in, right? So if you think about it, even if we're a team of three or four people, if I hire someone, what's that day one experience look like? How does the onboarding work, right? How do we gather all this information? Like, do we hire a team member and it's their birthday and we don't know it's three days later? So they can really help with all of these things with the experience. So I want you to really think about those things too. So any questions on those? Right, so we're going to get into some increasing productivity. I wanted to see if you guys had any more questions on um, kind of those special events, uh, taking care of the team, or any of you struggling with any of this. Right, so I know Ernest had said, you know, wants to get better at our culture. So what's the struggle with that? Is it that we don't have culture, right, or we're not clear on what the culture is, or that we got to start from three steps ahead and go back to the beginning. So I'll give you guys a sec to see if anyone has any questions on any of that um, before I get into some other things. Ah, oh. <laughs> Jamie, did I do my big firework party? So we, um, in the past, always did a big pig roast at our house, and I love to blow up fireworks. It's one of my favorite things to do. Um, and I don't mean little fireworks. I mean very big fireworks. And so I think people would be surprised because I'd run with my headlamp and blow things up. But um, the last time I did it, the police came. <laughs> Because, no, I didn't have a permit. I kind of live in the middle of nowhere, so there was really no one to um, get mad. So I thought the police did come. I was a little concerned that they were going to cart my husband away. Um, funny enough, my attorney that I work with was there. 
Um, and he said, well, if they take him, we'll go get him. So he was totally going to just let him go. And they decided it wasn't that big of a deal. So that put a little bit of a damper on the firework party. And um, I got a puppy. And so with four dogs now, they don't really like the fireworks. So I will be blowing some stuff up soon, though, because it's, I think, time to have a little bit of a party to shake things up for this year. But, yeah, so a big party with clients. And, of course, your team can be a lot of fun, too. And if you like fireworks, there's some great ones in West Virginia if you need to know where to go. So, all right. Okay, I'm going to continue on, and then I will stop for questions as we have them as well. So we spent time talking about catering to your team. Um, which is clearly important and potentially something that I think for a lot of people has suffered this year with being as busy as we've been, right? And I don't know about you, we've been busy, but we've been chaotic. So it seems like every transaction has just taken eight pints of lead, um, which makes the culture harder too because you're more stressed and more tired. So I want you to really, really commit to implementing some of the things that I mentioned one at a time, um, going as far back to, you know, finding out what really they would appreciate to kind of setting everything up. But I also wanted to talk about being more productive because we talked about catering to the team to increase productivity, right? So we're not just catering just for that, but the more the team is catered to, the more they feel appreciated, right? The more they're clear, the more that they feel like they really want to do anything to help the team, then the more the, they're going to be productive, but I think as we've gotten busier and as we've maybe had to hire quickly and everything, we've got to be doing ongoing training. So I feel like what I'm seeing from the students I coach and people I talk to in extra calls in the core is that the teams aren't as productive because, number one, they're overworked or people are short-staffed or they're not enough hours in a day. But because people have been so busy and maybe had to onboard quickly, there wasn't enough training or ongoing training. So what I will say is for your team members, I don't care if they've been here three years, one month, whatever it is, there's ongoing training on their top three jobs. So a question for each of you is, is do, do each of your team members have clarity on their top three jobs? So if I came into your office right now and I talked to your team members and said, oh, it's wonderful, you're an assistant, RP1, whatever, but, you know, RP2, whatever they may be, what are your top three jobs? Are they super clear on that? And then, number one, can they answer the question? But number two, do they spend most of their day in those top three jobs, right? Or are they so chaotic right now that they're not even sure what those are? They're just trying to clean up whatever mess they have to deal with. So, and then for you, do you spend enough time actually training, right, these people before we start thinking we hired the wrong person, right? Oh, it's the wrong fit. It's not the right person. Okay. Um, I will tell you a lot of times – it's not a bad employee, right? So I'm not trying to say you're bad, um, but it's us. So we have not done a good enough job with training. So the employee hasn't enough training, and then therefore they're not clear on what they need to be doing. So let's be clear on some tactics for most productive employees, right? So first the catering, they know you respect them, they know that you want the best for them, but how are we doing on our training? So as busy as everyone is, one, ongoing training, right? So we need to be doing at least 30 minutes of training three times a week, right? That's specific training on topics, specific training on 
um, how I want you to make a call for CCR, specific training on this is how we order whatever, a termite inspection, whatever their job is, specific training. So you're, of course, going to do training, but your other team members should also help lead in training, right? So have them lead a team meeting, have them teach the team members something or engage the team members, um, and consistent training. So I find that to be the biggest thing. So, again, everyone I talk to, I'm super busy. I don't have time to train. So you need to be really focusing on on-the-job training. They learn by watching you. So if I need to train someone on how to make phone calls, they need to sit with me and they need to make phone calls. If I need to train someone on the best way to show a house, how I want, I mean, I know it doesn't sound like there's a way, there is, how I want them to show a house if they work with our team, they have to come with me to show a house. If I want to teach someone the listing process or how I do a listing appointment, they have to come with me to the listing appointment. If I want them to teach the right, to teach them the right way, there is a right way, to do contract to close and the way I want it to be done, they have to watch me do it. So, or a team member do it, right? So if your team is big enough and maybe, like for example, Jamie, maybe Jamie Paddock isn't doing her training, but another RP1 is training a new RP1. They learn by watching. They learn by training. They learn by experiencing. So a lot of times it's like I showed them two weeks ago how to do this one time. So let's be clear. So when we talk with Rick about training and everything, we show them five times. They show you five times. They do it on their own. So let's do that again. I'm going to show them five times. They're going to show me five times. Then they can do it on their own. That's probably a little different than as I was running out of the office I had them listen to me make a call, and then I took off, and then I can't believe they don't know how to do it. So when we talk about training, so another thing that I think is important, it takes six months to become good at a job and one year to master it. Six months to become good, one to be to master it. So some of it's training and some of it's patience, right? So I will tell you, y'all are realtors on this call, maybe some lenders, but most of you are realtors. Woo! You did not become experts immediately. I know this because we all work together, <laughs> right? It took time for you to realize, oh, this has to happen at this time. So it takes time to train someone, right? You did not become instant experts, right? So please understand that as we're seasoning employees, right? This is one of the themes in the core in terms of bringing in employees is seasoning and training and understanding how much time it takes, even if it's the best employee ever, right? So making sure you're doing that. And then another thing I wanted to chat with you guys about is knowing the why of what they're doing. So I think if you're training someone completely, right, and they need to be fully productive, they have to understand the why of what they're doing. So I don't care what the task is. So let's take what might sound like a benign thing. So if I'm showing my RP1 contract to close, and the first thing on the checklist is make sure all initials and signatures are there right? And people might think, well, that's silly. I mean, that's so simple and basic. Okay. So we take a, a draft or mock contract, right? And we have them use one as their dummy contract. And we go through and highlight everywhere that they need to look as well as anywhere there was a change. If I don't tell them why it's so important, they think, well, okay, so I missed one. Well, hopefully you know why it's important because when we don't have a ratified contract and then I can get sued because they didn't really get the house because someone else brought an offer. So I have to explain not. It's just important that you check for initials and signatures. Do you understand why? 
Well, probably not. Well, because if I miss one on page one and I go to turn this in and they get a better offer and the attorney can find there's a missing initial or signature, I don't have a fully ratified contract. My client doesn't get the house. Ooh, that's a big deal, right? So that sort of takes into clear perspective why number one on the checklist is looking for initials and signatures, which many people might think, well, that's silly. That doesn't seem that important. So on each step of every checklist or every task that your team members need to do, you need to understand and explain to them why. What are the repercussions? Why is it so important? Because if you don't, I can promise you they're skipping things. And here's how I know they're skipping things, because my own people years ago were skipping things. So there was never an email sent out for making sure they applied for their loan on time because they didn't understand why it was important. And I'm not kidding you, even though it said done on the checklist. So why you're teaching them, right? So more profitable, more productive, um, making sure things happen the way they're supposed to is full training, including, including a why behind every single thing they need to do. So I know it sounds a little silly, but it's really important. And then if we're trying to be more productive as well, you can't reverse delegate. I don't know if you guys know what reverse delegating is, but all of you do it. And what reverse delegating is is, here, I need you to do this. Well, I just don't have time to explain it. I'm going to take it back and I'm going to do it myself, right? You're taking the time, the job back because you don't have the time to fully explain to them what they need to do because of the training. And then they start pushing things back on you um, and you end up doing more tasks or not. Um, you're less productive. They're less productive because you didn't fully train them or you took the jobs back because, look, just give it to me. It's easier for me to do it. I can just make that call really quickly. It's going to take me too long to explain it to you. That doesn't make sense, right? But we still all do it. So I want you all to think about being more productive, right? So tasks and tips to make your teams more productive, right? So that is super key if we're going to continue to, you know, grow. We're going to continue to have happy team members. We're going to continue for you to be able to step out more and more. So to me, every team member that I've brought in has made my life better. It's made my client's experience better. But it's quite honestly just given me less stress, right, because I know they fully have their job. I'm way less stressed out. Um, and I work fewer hours. It's nice. So I want you guys to focus on that. And then a couple of other things that I wanted you to go for, for being more productive. Um, it needs to be fun. So I don't know if y'all are having fun. We're not having that much. We're, we're kind of laughing like, can you believe that this is happening? But I wouldn't call that fun. So being more fun. So this is kind of Tony getting back to that wheel of fortune. So for them to be more productive and to help you be more productive, I think they need to have more fun, right? And it needs to also have something in it for them for doing a great job. So, you know, different ideas for that, for productive while being great with your culture, is celebrating them. So different ways you can do that with your, within the team is you whether, whether you have the rock star of the week, so you look at reviews that you get from clients and that this person's name comes up multiple times, whether it's two or four or six, then they win a spin of the uh, Wheel of Fortune. Right, so in the reviews, so maybe monthly or weekly, depending how often you're getting reviews, you read the reviews to the team, and then you say, oh, Marjorie got another review, that's two now, right? So you decide how many that you need for them to spin the wheel, and they spin the wheel. So rock star of the week, rock star of the month, whatever it may be. 
employee of the month, same sort of thing. So maybe that's not client review based, but maybe it's the the uh, team member that helped the other team members the most. So you're celebrating with them. That can also be a spin on the wheel of fortune. Um, at the core, they have a compliment tree. And I've seen other offices that have this. It's easier, especially if you have contained your own space versus an office environment that's shared. But a complimentary, so any review that you get that's a positive review of your team members, um, you put that on that complimentary so everyone can see it, shows them how great they're doing it, gives them that nice attaboy as well. Um, you can also do things like Spirit Week. So I know the, the core does this. They do it, I think it's the week before the summit, where there's costumes, they have prizes, they have games, they work half a day on Friday. So depending how big your team is, Spirit Week can be something that you do, or a theme week. Um, I think also, again, volunteering is something that should not be um, overlooked. So my team once a month actually goes, we haven't through COVID, but we go and volunteer at the food bank and we pack senior boxes or we'll help them and do whatever they need to do at the food bank. And we do that, and really it not only keeps us, um, I think, grounded well and also appreciative of what we have, but it gives back to the community. And then one thing that I think to help you be more productive as well as them being more productive is contests with this Wheel of Fortune. So you can have contests for team members who get the most CCRs. We all need more of them all of us, me too, every one of you, um, needs more CCRs. So if you train your team members on how to ask for CCRs and when to ask for CCRs, um, you can have that be a spin of the wheel, do that monthly, or do they need to make calls, or what can they do um, that would earn them um, the contest or the spins on the wheel, making things a little bit more fun, competitive in a good way. Right, not competitive in that person's better than this person way, but really having some gift cards, right? You can spin for time off. You can spin for whatever it may be. Um, and I'll tell you, don't also forget, as great as your year is right now um, for most people, how are you celebrating that? So I will tell you, most of you aren't. And even my students that are having these unbelievable months, so I have students just killing it. And they get on the call and whatever their number is, because your number is your number, let's be clear. So whether they made 30000 this month or 50000 this month or 80000 this month or 100000 this month, and they get on the call and they're like, yeah, I, you know, I did this. And I think, gosh, um, we got to be celebrating this a little more, right? So we got to really be appreciating that. But you have your set goals with your teams, whatever they are. And when you hit those goals, we have like a, a cup. And we put in little things that we want to do that each team member wants to do when we hit our goals that month. So we draw from that cup, and then we do that activity. So it could be wine tasting. It could be, well, now it can't be, but we could go to a movie, axe throwing. I love me some axe throwing, so that's a favorite of mine. We've done pedicures. We've done lunches out. We've done people want to do hikes. It's whatever they want to do. And so it goes into the cup of activities. And then when we hit our goal that month, we draw it and we set up a time to do that activity. Um, that is on my time, not theirs. So it is something that, so they wanted to do like beer tasting and we ended up doing it, I think, 3.30. So that now obviously doesn't, everyone doesn't go and get hammered, but everyone does that and then they're able to go home and not dive into their family time. So I've given you guys a lot, but I want you to think about 
you know, the hard part is a lot of times you hang up on this call and you go, that was nice, and then you move on, right? And I will tell you that there could never be a better time to focus more on catering, um, to focus more on taking better care of our teens, to focus more on showing more appreciation um, for everything they do for us. So I want to make sure that you don't just hang up and go, well, that was nice, but uh, and I'm not going to implement any of it. So you need to start small. You need to start with, what are you going to do? What are you going to implement first? So are you going to implement the wheel of fortune? Are you going to implement the monthly we hit our goals so we're going to do something fun? Are you just going to make sure to start that you have their birthdays and work anniversaries? What is it that you're going to do to start catering to your teams? So I want to see if anyone had any questions before we ended. Um, but it is something that I know a lot of people are struggling with. So I want to make sure that you do everything, um, you know, that you need to do. So we did get a question, oh, where there will be a replay and where will it be? Yeah, it's a lot. So they record this class. You're very welcome because, yeah, it's hard to remember. I'll also send my notes in. I'm a, I'm a high DI that must have CS in me because I'm a prepper, but I do have notes from the class. I'll send them into the course so they can share them. Um, but they do record this class as well as on um, all of our calls. So you will be able to replay this um, and take a step at a time to implement these things. And then let's see. Oh, for a new hire, what are some ways to make them feel catered to and welcome? So, okay. So to me, the biggest things are when they come in. So I think that one of the nice things, like when I go to the core, so interesting that the core asked this question. When I go to the core, um, and I show up there, there's a board, right? It says, welcome Marjorie Adam. And when my family went, my son um, and my husband came and it said, welcome Marjorie, Lucas, and Philippe. So I think if you're going to have a new hire that comes in, really don't just go, hey, nice to see you. Welcome them in, right? So have their desk set up. Maybe have flowers on their desk if that's something they would like. Have everything set up that you can really appreciate them and show them that you're excited that they're there. I think the first day, take them to lunch. Have a group team lunch that first day to get to know each other so they feel a little less, right, like, oh, I don't know these people. Um, block as much of your day out to spend time with them so that you can show them around the office, you can introduce them to everyone, that they can get to know you so that it's not so overwhelming for them. Um, do the All About You day one. Have them read uh, the Love Languages book. Right. So really get them ingrained into your team quickly, um, get their favorite snacks and their favorite sodas so that you can have those in the fridge so that they they feel like part of that team. I think it's the time spent um, at the beginning with them. It's not just launching them into something and it's really showing them the time and then having a training plan. Right. So I think that making sure it's like today we're going to do this and then tomorrow we're going to do this so they don't feel lost. I think for a new person feeling welcome and not feeling lost are probably the two best things you can do to make them feel most catered to. Um, and then items on the list on the Wheel of Fortune. So uh, my team is big on going to South Street and grabbing a beer. Pedicures are always on there. Um, some shortened days. So leaving work early on Friday, a couple hours early, everyone's really excited about that, getting an extra some extra time off. Um, some gift certificates. We're big loft shoppers, so prior to <laughs> – Prior to um, the virus, uh, they would come into the office and I would say, we're going on a field trip, and Jacques did not 
get so excited about this. I would get him an Amazon gift card because that's what he really wanted. But he might come with us, but we would do a quick jaunt to Loft and I'd buy everyone an outfit. So it's really whatever you know your team is going to be most excited about. But make sure you get their input on those things. Don't just create a wheel and put stuff that you want on there. If there's six spaces and three people, each person take two so that you know it's going to hit something they'll be interested in. So I hope that helps. Um, let's see. Okay. That may be all of the questions we had. But, yes, we'll make sure I can see that the core is recording this so you can get a copy of it. I will send it to Jonathan and Katie my notes so you guys can get a copy of that as well. Um, but, you know, take some time to really think about, your culture is your culture. So how do you want it to feel at your team? How do you want it to be like? What is the culture? What is most important to you? Is it part of your vision? Right? Because I think most of us, if I say, what's your vision? They're like, I don't know. My vision is I make some money and you know, I go home before 8 o'clock. So you're going to have to be a little clearer um, on those things. And then Jeff asked, at what income level do you start budgeting? So it says they sound expensive. So let me give you some budget items on what I've spent on some of this. So for the meals every two weeks to fill the fridge cost me $80 every two weeks. So it was 40 bucks a week. So that's virtually nothing. We would do team lunches on Thursdays, and that would probably cost me $40, 45 a, a, a week. So Thursday is core coaching day, and so to make it easy on everyone, we would just do lunch on Thursdays. So, again, you don't have to go crazy. So it would be sandwiches or whatever it would be. Birthday presents, you're going to decide. I do about $100 a team member per birthday present, right? So um, whether it be a gift certificate, whatever it may be, an outfit. If I do the loft shopping, it's 40% off loft days, right? That's what I spend for myself. I am not a spender. So we'll go and we'll get things inexpensively. Um, so to me, your income level, of course, we got to start with your P&L. So if you're starting and you don't have any money, then you've got to take it super slow, right? we got to go small, fill the fridge. we got to do small gift certificates. That wheel of, of um, fortune might have $20 items on it. And then we're not going nutty-nutty. Right. My team's been with me a long time. When I say that I'm doing $2,000 bonus items for them, they've been with me for years. We had a really good year. We've been remote since March, and they've killed it. Right. So I could afford it. It fit my P&L, and that was the amount I decided to spend on each one of them. You guys, it might be $100. I'm going to give you a bonus this month. You killed it. It's $100. So it, I can't give you just a number because I need to see your P&L to know when you're ready to start spending more money. But start small, right, little things. You can decorate an office. They filled my um, office with balloons last year for my birthday. Um, Brittany blew them up and, you know, bought balloons. So that would have been really cost-effective, but it was awesome, right? So my office was just a big balloon haven. So you can think of things like that that aren't super expensive, right? A team outing with pedicures is $20 per woman team member of 60 some dollars. So you don't have to go nuts on the spending. Does that make sense? Okay. All right. Let's see. I don't know if we have any other questions. Do you charge, oh, do you do this out of pocket or charge it to the LLC? So everything is charged through the team. So I have a corporation. You would have a business account. This would come, everything would come out of the business account, and you would talk to your accountant about it as well. So like the bonuses 
um, I'm doing personally. I'm doing them as a draw personally because I don't want them to pay taxes. They're not going to be deducted by me because otherwise I'd have to take a chunk away from them. So in talking to my accountant, that's how I did that one. Other ones I've done through the team and they've paid taxes on them. So everything that you're doing, I think it's smart to find out what's deductible, what's not, and how you're going to run it through with your, um, whether it be your accountant or whoever does your payroll with you in terms of expenses, but they're not on the personal budget. It's through the business. Okie doke. All right. Gosh, I can't believe it. I think it's four already. Thank you guys so much for attending. It was really I wish I could see all of you and be with all of you. One day again, we'll be in the same room with people. Um, but I hope you're doing really, really well where you are. I hope things are calm and your families are good. And I will be teaching all kinds of stuff at the summit. So I can't wait to see you all there. Thanks for coming.